back to another spirit-filled edition of FBS Fireside. I'm your host, Jaworski Vance, and we are going to continue in our four-part series on mental health. And in the studio, I have an amazing uh, guest. She's a trauma therapist, and her name is Dr. Lisa Williams. She joined us last week. When we talked about uh, the myth of men not having emotions. And this week, she's going to follow up and give us some more powerful nuggets about resilience and strength. Dr. Williams, thank you again for joining us on the show. How's everything going? Thank you for having me. Everything is going good, you know, busy, paving the way. But honestly, thank you for having me. It's always an honor. Yeah, I was so thrilled to to get that information from you last week with the book signing and all of the new energy that you have about trauma that you're going to be sharing with people. So I'm excited. Are you excited about this new podcast we've got coming out? I'm so excited. It's been on my mind and I've just been shifting. I I have a lot of content because I'm just filled with content. I just feel like I have so much to say. And so when you send send me a topic, it's like it's nothing to send it to you. Awesome. Awesome. So let's jump right into this topic for listeners because we want to talk about generational trauma resilience okay. and generational strength and we don't want right. to waste any time we want to get right into it so tell us what does generational trauma look like in a person's life what does that look like if they are trying to see if they are struggling from generational trauma so what it looks like is someone who suffers from like um maybe depression or a lot of anxiety, or a lot of despair, or insomnia. Um, they're, they're always operating in that fight or flight mode, right? Mm-hmm. That is what it can look like. It can look like any of those characteristics. And there are so many more that I didn't name. Well, let me but ask it can you definitely this. look. In that vein, do you see generational trauma being more prevalent in one race of people or culture relative to another or is it pretty standard throughout honestly it, it would be easy for me as an african-american woman to take a stance and say oh yeah it's more prevalent prevalent in african-american people but having been in this business of like counseling and therapy it is definitely prevalent across the board mm-hmm. it looks different However, like in African-Americans and what we're talking about, we, we need to understand what generational trauma is. So generational trauma is something that is passed down like an heirloom. <laughs> you know, it is something that is a condition, a characteristic um, that is passed down from one generation to the next. And people really don't understand, like, why do I act this way? Why do I believe this way? Why do I react this way? And it's because of these things that's stored in our subconscious that's taught to us directly or indirectly. Um, in African-Americans, it can look like racism. It can look like I mean, even slavery. I mean, that's a whole nother uh, story. But there is acti- there's brain studies that show damage to the brain based on Um, the acts of slavery and how it is passed down from generation to generation also that this is a subject that is basically it spans across all cultures and that's childhood sexual assault and incest Mm. you know what that has no color right that has no color 
you just reminded me we've been study, studying recently uh, Genesis. And it just sounds mm-hmm. like to me, sin, the original sin, right, has no color. You know, when we has are, no color. it has, that's right. When we're born into sin, that generational trauma, like you said, is passed down from one person uh, to the next. So tell us, how does, does generational trauma have any effect on, say, self-confidence or self-esteem? What, is, what does that look like? in a family structure for people who may be experiencing some harmful effects of it. So I'm going to speak a language that you, that, and I'm, I'm going to assume, I don't want to judge, but I'm just going to say you and I can understand. So in the seventies, eighties, we grew up as girls. I remember very clearly and loudly women in my family on my maternal side of the family would say I'm I'm, I'm I'm a strong black woman I don't need a man I can raise my kids on my own that was a mantra I don't need a man and so this was instilled in us both directly and indirectly directly by the words that were said and indirectly like there was no man and then anytime there was a man it was short-lived and so the message that's sent to the girls is the same mantra of i can do this by myself i don't need a man and then the the boys are saying well hell i don't stick i don't have to stick around for my kids because my daddy didn't stick around for me so it's okay mm-hmm. for me to abandon my family. Mm-hmm. and so there we have of neglect and you know which is huge neglect and abandonment are the number one cases of childhood um, abuse right right that's so good that's so good and i'm so glad that you shared that because our mission of the nonprofit is about neglect and abandonment you know it's about fatherless children who grow up to be fatherless adults with little kids still living inside of them trying to figure out why they respond a certain way so thank you for sharing that on the show today we hope the listeners are getting a great uh feedback from you through this we're going to go into a first song we'll be right back here on fbs fireside didn't i conquer this last year tell me what i missed because i feel that it's coming back up again Must be something I ate Some song, some show, some hate And we're back. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Williams. You were just saying before the song um, how people are dealing with generational trauma. What is something that they need to do that will help them to overcome the harmful effects of that? You have to get help. A lot of that stigma that comes with seeing a therapist or a counselor, we need to throw that completely out the window. You have to do your own work. You have to sit down and what I call unpacking Pandora's box, unpacking that subconscious that has a lot of false information that that individual may not necessarily agree with or believe in, but it's stored there by some of the behaviors, like I said, directly or indirectly, that's basically this person is exposed to in their childhood. And so they operate in that. Yeah, but I mean, it sounds good in theory, but if if you've got a culture that doesn't honor or even believe in mental health as an issue, how can you get across to them the importance of getting help? 
So you have to get personal with people. You have to meet people where they are. That's just what it is. You really have to be okay meeting people where they are and having discussions with people. I mean, be the therapist, be the mentor, be whatever that person needs, be what the community needs. This podcast, this message brings the message to people that normally probably wouldn't go sit in a therapy office, a therapist's office, Mm. but they can have access. This can be emailed to people. Right. Hey, just listen to think. Exactly. Exactly. And that's exactly why we do it, because. We want people to be able to get healing, to be able to get help, to be whole in their experience. And we want them to be resilient. And one of the things that you put in the uh, information you sent me was about resilience. Tell us so that people can be clear about resilience. What does resilience mean to you? Resiliency is the ability to bounce back. And that is not only are you bouncing back, but you're able to bounce back in some cases quickly, from certain difficult situations and conditions. And we're tested every day. We have small tests every day that are, you know, situations that challenges us. And so all of these situations are opportunities to learn how to basically not get out of character. And when you do, how do you bounce back? So it's always assessing yourself, but you have to be in a position and ready to do your work or have people around you speaking growth into you and, and holding up a mirror to say, this is your current behavior. How is this working out for you? Mm-hmm. So you're telling me it's possible for us to improve our behavior through a systematic discipline approach to just kind of recognizing what we do and responding but i actually uh, i teach kids how to play golf and it, it reminds me of one of the things i teach them i've got a little acronym called mirror m-e-r-a right monitor okay. emotions respond mm-hmm. accordingly right and that's what will help you to be resilient when they are on the golf course um but sometimes in real life you know people are really dealing with some hard circumstances and they just don't necessarily have the tools. So what's one tip that you can give somebody for being resilient when right now if they're listening to the show, what's a tip that you can give them that will help them deal with some difficulties that they may be facing other than going you know, to get the help. Let's be the help for them. Now. What's one thing that they so, you know, we're stronger. We're stronger together. That's, that's just the truth. We are stronger together. And so one tip I could give anyone is to say, build a, build a bridge for yourself, build a bridge and, and make a connection, make a connection with someone that you basically that demonstrate the skill sets or the strength or the, the role model that you want to be. That's great. That's great. And mimic that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Get outside of your comfort zone. Get outside of and and be brave enough to approach somebody you admire and ask them for help. Yeah, that's great. And ask. Right. That's right. That's great. Well, we we want to be able to unpack. You said something earlier and build some strength after building that bridge. But let's segue into this next song and then we'll be right back here on FBS Fireside and continue our discussion on mental health, resilience and strength. But we want to finish up talking about how to build generational strength with Dr. Lisa Williams here on FBS Fireside. We'll be right back after this. 
Something's been stolen Under the weight of the curse you've been broken You're not what happened You're more than the shame you were recklessly given Man, I'm so excited to have you back here in the show and unpacking this really worthwhile topic. And thank you for teaching us about resilience and giving us tips to be able to deal with uh, trauma and when it comes our way. Tell us more about what you were telling me earlier about how we build generational strength. What can cultures that are dealing with generational trauma and depression and fight or flight symptoms and emotional dysregulation. How can we build generational strength that paves a way for us and paves a way for our children? Okay. So there's an example um, of, of just this thing. And there was a case in Shreveport, Louisiana. There were kids at a high school. They were fighting. Um, it was uh, Southwood High School, right? The, it was like 23 kids arrested. And every day there were these, I mean, these kids were just fighting these. And I don't know if it was boys, girls or whatever, but there was 23 arrests as a result over three days. And so there were dads, they formed this little group informally and they called themselves dads on duty. And they showed up at Southwood High School and they hit the, they hit those halls running. They, they, they really got in there. They started talking to those kids. Their presence alone basically shifted the whole environment. There was no other incident after dads on duty showed up. So to me, that is shifting from generational trauma and continue to be absent from our children's life to showing up, not just by yourself, but you built a bridge with other dads and you showed up for those kids. That's big. That's big. The FBS tagline is filling the gap where fathers are missing. And in a situation like that, I'm sure a lot of the children that ended up in those fights probably didn't have fathers at home. And when we get men that step up and especially stepping up collectively, that definitely will like, make the children feel protected. It'll make them feel loved and it definitely will sure up and build shore up uh, some generational strength. You have any other examples, any other uh characteristics of generational strength that you can share with our listeners that we can expect with the right attitude and the right effort? Definitely. Um, I have worked with multiple people that have been incarcerated for a very long time. And I remember this one time I was invited to speak at this, at this, it was a transitional center. And it, these young men or these men were on their way back out into the community. And so I asked one question. I said, what is your biggest fear? And one of the men said, my biggest fear is, um, I'm not going to be able to provide for my family. And I go, well, what do you need? What will you need to be able to pro provide for your family? You go, of course, a job. And no one's going to hire me as a felon. And I said, so what you're telling me or what I'm hearing you say is that you're dependent on resources outside of yourself to help you take care of your family. And he, he didn't say anything. He was like, yeah, I need a job. I said, okay, but you're a felon, right? He goes, yeah. And I go, and that in your mind is going to keep you from taking care of your family, correct? And he's like, yeah. 
And so I said, so let me tell you this. If that is the case, then, you know, you can go to any. Actually, you don't have to go anywhere. You can go get a pickle jar, a pickle bucket. And he go pickle bucket. I'm like the I guess it's a 10 gallon bucket. You can get a you can go to a dollar store and get uh, some towels, bleach and Mm. detergent. And you can walk around. You can clean windows. You can wash cars. Mm. You can you can create your own business. Now, it may not look like the shiny car and the detailers that they already had it together, but you have to crawl before you walk. So are you too proud to crawl before you walk? And he's like, no. Man, that's some great advice that you gave him. And one of the things that I'm hearing in that, especially since we're talking about generational strength and trauma and resilience is sometimes people need to be reminded of the power that they carry inside of them. You know, and when you you talk about resilience and, and you sound like just the natural encourager and coach, um, sometimes we have to learn to be able to see what God has already done. Uh, but sometimes it, it takes somebody from the outside to reignite that flame, right? To walk up to you and say, hey, look, stop all that stinking thinking and get on with the business of doing. You may not be able to do it all, but do what you can. And doing do what, what you, you can. can. Yeah, doing what you can will help you bridge the gap between where you are and where you want to be. Dr. Williams, again, I'm so thankful for you taking the time out of your busy schedule. We're going to have to find a way we can get more time on the show. We might have to just dedicate right. <laughs> uh, an entire hour to unpack all of the wonderful information that you have. And I just want to tell you, thank you again for uh, joining us here on FBS Fireside. Will you come back to join us maybe next month and give us some more of this, these nuggets? Or Definitely. You be- I'm, I'm- <laughs> You're not going to be too busy doing your own podcast, are you? Well, I don't know. I might, but I'll still have time. I will. I will okay. always have time. I appreciate that. And I look forward to being on that podcast and, and sharing whatever I can to help uh, spread healing, help, and wholeness throughout the earth because Lord knows we need it. Let me pray for us and, and we'll close out the show. Lord, we just thank you so much for this show and, and what you're doing with it to help all the listeners who are dealing with generational trauma, who are dealing with um, being stuck, who are dealing with hopelessness. Lord, just uplift them, Father. Give them a new sense of hope, a new sense of uh, triumph and victory in you. Father, we love you and we trust you and we thank you for all that you're doing. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Yeah, you're so very welcome. We love you here on FBS Fireside and we'll see you next week. God bless. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, if you really love Jesus and you want to tell somebody, say, okay. Well, if you really love Jesus and you want to tell somebody, say, okay. My Jesus, my Savior, Lord, there is none like you all of my days.